Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week we have a special guest pastor, Ethan Roth. And he brings us a sermon titled, Hope Abounds. Scripture comes from Psalm 31, 23 through 24, and Romans 5, 1 through 5, read by Pastor Jordan. Our scripture reading first from Psalm 31, 23 through 24. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts haughtily. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. And then from Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions, knowing that our affliction produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Pastor Ethan to come up for uh, bringing us the word today uh, with a sermon titled, Hope Abounds. Thank you very much, Jordan. Thank you, everyone, for the warm welcome I received, even as I came in the front door. If I was a visitor here, that would be wonderful. It is wonderful. Thank you for the warmth that's here, and as I've gone around and greeted you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here and to be ministering to you. I um, have been retired from full-time ministry for quite some time, well, maybe 10 years, but I'm still very active in ministry in different ways, and you will hear about that in the sermon. Holy Spirit, may the inspiration of your word and the inspiration you've laid on my heart invite us to be still, to speak to those soft places in our lives that need your uplifting that we may go forth as your people of hope. Hope abounds. I usually cook breakfast for myself every morning, but then there are those mornings when I just don't feel like doing it, and I decided to go to my favorite breakfast place. I an informal pastor there, they don't even realize it, but I sit up on the counter and the servers have got to know me, they share stories about their life, their family, their kids, whatever's going on, and I listen and I respond, and I'm their pastor, but they don't know it. <laughs> but this particular morning, there was this thing in me that just said, ah, oh, go to breakfast. And there was a young man sitting on the stool next to me. And I asked him how he was doing. And we got into conversation. 
he was a chef. And so we started talking about food. And he'd been a chef in Asia and uh, other places. He was waiting to go to work. And so we had this nice conversation around food. But then he said something that surprised me. He said, you seem to have a religious connection. It's like, did I say something or is there an aura? <laughs> but that led us into a deep conversation about the struggle in the world now between being spiritual but not religious and what that means. And then suddenly he said, I'm going through a hard time in my life right now. I wasn't quite sure if I should go there, but I did. I said, what's happening? He said, I've got a three-month-old daughter that my wife won't let me see, and my wife is physically violent to me, and he took off his cap and showed me his scar. And he's about my son's age, so in his vernacular I said, dude, just for today, take care of yourself. And he stood up next to me in our high chairs, not baby high chairs, high, high stools at the counter. <laughs> my wife would maybe say it was a high chair. But he stood next to me and he said, I think meeting you is a sign. And again, I was like, oh, do I go there? I said, what's the sign? He said, I was thinking of ending it. And again, I said, just for today. I said, I know how you feel. I have been there. But you have a little daughter that needs you. So just for today, Take care of yourself and, and hold on. And he leaned over and he hugged me. And then he was gone. A sacred moment. I think the Spirit led me there. A grace moment. A moment of hope. Our scriptures today talk to us about hope, the invitation from the psalmist to have hope. But really the Psalm 31 is a psalm of lament. He was in the midst of his struggles. He laments about his enemies who are trying to attack him. But he starts first with his faith in the Lord. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails. But then he comes back. But I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. He goes on to lament again. But as we all need to learn, we return to our strength. Love the, this is his word to us that we heard this morning. Love the Lord, all the faithful. The Lord preserves those who are true to him. Be strong and take heart, all you 
who hope in the Lord. The Apostle Paul was speaking to the fledgling Roman church. He brought to them a message of grace. And in Jesus Christ, we, we have this connection now, this joy, this peace through Christ with God. But then he acknowledges, as we heard, that we go through trials, we go through suffering. They were a church that was being persecuted. But then in the end, as he goes on to say, we experience suffering, but we endure. And out of the endurance, our faith builds and it produces hope. A hope that does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Hope abounds for the faithful. Hope abounds to those who do not even know the Lord, but when we are present. Jordan, can you bring that cross? It's lying there. Thank you. For, the, for a few years, I've been uh, part of the National Response Team for Presbyterian Disaster Assistance. Um, I'm, I'm not on it anymore as of the end of the year because I'm involved in other areas. But at the heart of what Presbyterian, our Presbyterian Disaster Assistance Program does, and that's the one great hour of sharing that we contribute to every year, the theme which is printed on this cross is out of chaos, hope. And we as God's people, Presbyterian Church, disaster assistance, out of chaos, hope. But where I want to go with the sermon today is the acronym for hope in this case. It's helping others through personal engagement. Can you say that with me? Hope is helping others through personal engagement. Since uh, during COVID, when we weren't traveling for PDA, I connected with the Red Cross. And I'm a, I am a disaster spiritual care provider, providing emotional and spiritual care to those impacted by disasters. I walk in the communities and the destruction. I serve in shelters. But I did a deep dive because my first deployment was to the mass shooting at the Boulder grocery store a few years ago and I was in the assistance center for two weeks. Since then I've been to tornadoes and hurricanes and fires. I've been to four mass shootings carrying this message of helping others through personal engagement. After the tornadoes came through Mayfield, Kentucky about a year and a half ago, I was in a shelter for a couple of days. Not a shelter, but a service center. And folks were coming to get assistance and waiting in line. And I was there with a friend who is a disaster mental health worker. And in the line, there was one elderly lady, looked very frail, but she was well-dressed. She put on a suit and she had her hair done. And she was waiting for some assistance. Now, Western Kentucky is the, the buckle of the Baptist belt, okay? 
And when my friend went up and said, hi, I'm with mental health, would you like to talk? The answer was no. <laughs> she said, but, well, we've got spiritual care. Would you like to talk to me? Yes. And so we sat down together. And she poured out her heart. Her home had been damaged in the tornado. She was there for some kind of assistance. And we talked about what that meant for her. But what she really wanted to talk about was that her best friend, her home had been hit by the tornado and her friend had been killed. And she said, she wasn't just my best friend. We talked together and we prayed together every day. She was my prayer partner and now she's gone. And in between the conversation, she would say, just pray for me. Now, one of the things about doing disaster assistance, and it's, it's a very common practice, is that we're not there to preach to people. We're not there to try and sway them one way or the other. People's minds are narrowed in the disaster. We're just there to be present to them. Faith, no faith, different faiths. And meet them where they are. And as they bring it up, we respond to where they are. We don't impose anything. So she's saying, just pray for me. Now, I, I've lived, I've pastored in the South. My wife's from Tennessee. That's why my accent's a bit messed up. <laughs> and to me, it meant, you know, just remember me in prayer. <laughs> just remember me in prayer. It finally dawned on me, slow learner. And I said to her, would you like me to pray with you right now? Her hand like a claw came wham on my knee. And I put my hand on top of hers and the other hand came down on top of me with strength. And I prayed for her, for strength for her as she was going through this experience and moving forward. And then we, I prayed for her friend, gave thanks for her life, what she had meant to this lady and giving thanks that she was now at peace and resting with the Lord. And as the prayer ended, her name was called and she was gone. But it was a sacred moment, a grace moment. I'm always saying in these circumstances, look for the goodness, look for the grace. It's there in the midst of all the chaos. And there was hope in the name of Christ, helping others through personal engagement. Like the psalmist, we all know that experience of going through challenging times in our lives, when sometimes hope is far gone. But the strength that we have is when we gather here, or when we remember, like the psalmist, yeah, it's hard but you've got me and we'll come through this together. The songs that we sang today expressed that sense of sorrow, that sense of longing, but also that sense of hope that we're not alone. And right here we're not alone because we're together. But in our everyday lives, we have opportunities with people around us that we have 
no idea of what's going on in their lives. But we say, hi, how are you doing this morning? How are you this afternoon? And something may come out. Even in our workplace, when we're so busy. A few years ago, I was working with a career transition company helping people who are being laid off from their big companies and helping them with resumes and job search and interview skills. And one young man was assigned to me and I called him and we tried to make an appointment. He said, I've got to go to California. Uh, I can't, I'll, I'll be gone a couple of weeks because there's been a death in the family. And then he got back to me, we made an appointment. And he came in full of enthusiasm and wanting to move forward. And I just said, how was California? Whoa. He just opened up about the trip, the experience of the funeral, of being with family, of having to make plans and everything that goes with it. And it, it wasn't like a big lament or anything, but it was just, he was carrying this in his heart and now he's trying to move forward. And we just took five minutes, maybe eight minutes, folks, in the middle of a busy day, just to see how are you? To offer hope through personal engagement. And the whole mood shifted and then we could get on with business. We could start talking about what's your future? What do you wanna do? How are we gonna get there? It was that sacred moment again where hope abounds. This congregation, your theme is to be a people of hope you're hoping for the future. Get a pastor that will really fill you up with, with all the hopes that you have for the future. You know, I've got this saying now, you've got to remember it. When a new church and new pastor come together, uh, the first year you get to know each other. The second year you get over it. <laughs> and then by the third year you can start getting on with it, okay? So have hope, have hope. But you know, I looked at your website, I see the slides today, a people of hope. I listened to the Jane, moderator of the deacons, how you have a ministry of hope, ministering to folks in the retirement community, the joy that was on Jane's face to say, I love going there. The prayer, uh, on, the intercessory prayer on Tuesday nights, the other times that you connect, the mission trips that you've had, being involved, getting together with people, you are living that hope by helping others through personal engagement. So whether it be your neighbor or the family or somebody you meet here or somebody at the store or at work, we don't know what's going on in their lives. But the Spirit will prompt you. Just take a moment. How are you doing today? And see where it goes. God bless you in your ministry. Your ministry of hope. Keep hope alive for the future. Keep hope alive right now. As each day you are helping others through personal engagement. In the name of Christ, who said, when you do it to the least of these, you're doing it for me.
you are Christ present to them. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Let's just have a moment of silence. We heard a beautiful song about being still. We heard of the longing in that beautiful Irish hymn. The expressions of what each of us are carrying in our own ways or have carried or will carry. If there are any today who are in need of hope, know that you are not alone. God is with you. And God is with you through God's family, this church, this body of Christ. Reach out. And for those of you who are in a good place, in Christ's name, bring hope through personal engagement. And just as the boy brought his loaves and fishes to the Lord, we bring what we can offer, but we can trust God and Christ and the Holy Spirit to multiply it in ways that we can never imagine. Amen. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, may you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.